0: Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about a politician who broke the glass ceiling to become the first woman elected to the U.S. Congress, doing so before women in this country even had the right to vote. She fought for suffrage and actively opposed war, sticking to her convictions even when they were extremely unpopular let's talk about the extraordinary Jeanette Rankin. Jeanette Rankin was born in Missoula, Montana on June 11, 1880, to John and Olive Rankin. Jeanette was the eldest of their seven children. John Rankin was a craftsman, builder, architect, carpenter, and rancher, among other things, and was quite successful, meaning Jeanette grew up in a very comfortable environment. Jeanette would not be the first member of her family to win elective office. John served as county commissioner beginning in 1878. Olive Rankin was a teacher. Jeanette's family was really important to her. Her siblings would later prove instrumental in her campaigns for Congress. She had a particularly close relationship with her father, whose political perspective helped to shape her own. His affection for her also meant that she was included in conversations on topics that were often reserved for men at that time. After graduating from high school, Jeanette enrolled in the very first freshman class at the University of Montana. She graduated with a degree in biology, but Jeanette wasn't sure what she wanted to do with her life. She didn't find her purpose until after her father's death in 1904, when she went to visit her brother, Wellington, who was a student at Harvard. Life in Cambridge and Boston was a shock to Jeanette, who had spent her whole life in Montana. She was able to see inequality more clearly there, and it spurred a desire to get into activism. In 1908, Jeanette moved to San Francisco to work in a settlement house before starting school at the New York School of Philanthropy, what's now called the Columbia University School of Social Work. After earning her degree in social work, she moved to Spokane, Washington in 1909, and then to Seattle. While Jeanette was working with some of society's most vulnerable, she realized change required political action. Her eyes started to move towards politics. A major call to political action came in the form of the women's suffrage movement. Jeanette's involvement started somewhat small. She hung posters all over the city. She was so determined with her poster hanging that she earned herself an invitation to take a more substantial role in the organized Washington State suffrage movement. Washington State passed women's suffrage in 1910. Jeanette then took her advocacy back to her home state of Montana, where she was the first woman to address the Montana State Legislature. She gave a rousing speech, arguing that women were unfairly subject to taxation without representation. Still, the measure failed. Regardless, Jeanette's efforts were noticed. She officially became part of the National American Woman Suffrage Association in 1912 as field secretary. In that role, she helped to pass women's suffrage in North Dakota and participated in the famous parade organized by Alice Paul on the day before Woodrow Wilson's inauguration. As momentum continued to build, Jeanette returned to the fight in Montana, which became the first state to pass suffrage through a referendum her whole family helped with the cause. Jeanette's fight for voting rights was intertwined with her passion for pacifism. As the United States teetered on the edge of joining the First World War, Jeanette believed that women should have a say in voting men off to fight. In 1916, Jeanette decided to run for the U.S. House of Representatives. While women could vote in her home state of Montana, women were still barred from the ballot box nationally. Jeanette's brother was very supportive he convinced her to take the leap, and her sisters also worked on her campaign. Jeanette ran as a Republican, facing seven opponents in her primary. She used the organizing skills she'd learned in the suffrage movement to activate voters on the ground. She spoke against entering any war, and she advocated for the importance of investing in children in reference to the fact that the previous Congress had approved significantly more budget to study hog feed than to study children. Jeanette said. If the hogs of the nation nation are ten times more important than the the children, it is high time time that that women should make their influence felt. On August 29, 1916, Jeanette was nominated as the Republican candidate for one of Montana's two representative seats. Jeanette placed second in the general election, earning her a spot in the subsequent Congress and marking a new era of government in the United States. She said, I may be the first woman member of Congress, but I won't be the last. Jeanette started her time in Congress with a bang. She was sworn in the same day that President Woodrow Wilson called a special session to ask Congress to vote to go to war. When she walked onto the floor, she was greeted with cheers. But her popularity very quickly faded. Jeanette was pushed to vote in favor of the war by fellow suffragists, friends, and family who believed a vote for war would serve her political career, and a vote against the war would end it but Jeanette was nothing if not steadfast in her beliefs. When she finally voted, she said, I want to stand by my country, but I cannot vote for war. I vote no. In response to the vote, the Helena Independent called Jeanette a dagger in the hands of the German propagandists, a dupe of the Kaiser, a member of the Hun army in the United States, and a crying schoolgirl. Still, Jeanette continued to make her mark in office, fighting for women's rights broadly and for those issues most important to her constituents. She advocated for and served on the Committee on Women's Suffrage, continually pushing for a national amendment to assure women the right to vote. In an opening debate on the subject, she said, How shall we answer their challenge, gentlemen? How shall we explain to them the meaning of democracy, if the same Congress that voted for war to make the world safe for democracy refuses to to give give this small small measure of democracy democracy to the the women of our our country. country. After her first term, Jeanette decided against running for re-election and instead ran unsuccessfully for the U.S. Senate. That race made it even clearer, if it wasn't already abundantly so, that Jeanette was a woman with strong convictions. When rumors spread that the Republican Party bribed her to withdraw from the Senate race, Jeanette decided to run as a third-party candidate just to prove the rumors false. After her loss, Jeanette continued her activism in Montana, in Georgia, where she purchased a farm, nationally and internationally. She lobbied for social welfare programs and against war. As the world headed for major conflict once again with the buildup to World War II, Jeanette decided to return to politics. In 1940, just before her 60th birthday, she officially launched another congressional campaign. Upon her victory, she was one of seven women in Congress. Once again, Jeanette quickly made waves due to her absolute dedication to pacifism. She tried unsuccessfully to force the president to ask for congressional approval to send troops abroad. She then tried to pass a resolution to keep the U.S. military in the Western Hemisphere. That, too, failed. Even after Japan's attack on Pearl Harbor, when the vast majority of Americans were in favor of declaring war, Jeanette determinedly opposed that position. She was the only person in the House who voted against the war resolution. She said, As a woman, I can't go to war, and I refuse to send anyone else. After her second term in Congress came to a close, Jeanette, once again, decided not to run for re-election. She spent the rest of her life in Montana and Georgia, advocating for peace for the rest of her days. On May 18, 1973, Jeanette died, At the time of her death, she had been considering yet another run for the House, this time to protest the Vietnam War. Jeanette Rankin was a trailblazer who defied norms to forever change the U.S. government. She forged a path for future women in Congress and determinedly stood by her convictions, even when they were incredibly unpopular. It's particularly remarkable to think about what Jeanette Rankin did then, in light of the fact that there are currently a record number of women in office there are also more women than ever running for office. For more on those stories, check out another one of Wonder Media Network's podcast, also hosted by me, called Women Belong in the House. Each episode, we talk about a different woman running for the House of Representatives. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about a candidate and a race that's quite close to home, my mom, Kathy Manning. Here on Encyclopedia Womanica, all month we're talking about politicians. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.